Welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. We are back for yet another gray one. And with me, I have finally have my co-host back, Pastor Dennis. Welcome back. I've been here all the time. You didn't know that. Uh, it's good to be back, <laughs> Pastor Jay. Good to be back and being a part of this ministry. I really love doing this. Yes, we have missed having you someone to tease and pick on about time. Can't help it. Can't <laughs> help it. Well, we're going to do some questions that we, uh, we talked about there Sunday at, uh, at uh, Tristan's. It was pretty interesting, wasn't it? It was, and you learn a lot from just having a normal conversation rather than just a planned discussion. But with this, I think it is a very serious question that many people need answers to i do too it's been it's been one that's been around for probably the since the starting of time but it was asked that uh, can you uh, once your name is written in the lamb's book of life can it be removed and for me my take on it it took a lot of praying about don't get me wrong because i'd come up with one answer and then i'd find a bible verse that come to me saying something else that contradicted that so with me i have finally figured out when the person is serious and wholeheartedly takes Jesus in, their name is not written. Their name is not to be taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people, a lot of people misinterpret that. But I've got it right here in Scripture, First uh, John three nine. It says, "Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he." has been born of God. And that, you, you got to take that really literally. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't beat around the bush. Exactly. You know, and just like with what we discussed when we were at Tristan's, it was everybody's interpretation. They believe and take it one way. Like some had thought that, no, your name cannot be taken out. Well, some thought that you could had you sinned. But like we have discussed, we all knew the same answer, but mm-hmm. kind of was misinterpreting what the other one was saying yeah and with that it happens you know we all learned that we got to be serious we got to have jesus in our whole hearts and not just in our mind not just he's here whenever we need him but seriously take what he says his message his words mm-hmm. take him seriously i want to share what it says right here it says whoever has been born of god does not sin mean does not sin means that True believers do not make make a make a practice of sinning, nor do they become different to God's moral law. All believers still sin. You know that's where a lot of people take it wrong. You know they, well, how can you not sin? It says that you would constantly sin, but yeah, you do, you do. But I go on here. All believers still sin, but they work to gain victory over sin you don't just keep committing the same sin time after time you got to come to a conclusion sometime or another god is going to get tired of messing with me i got to stop this i got to straighten it out exactly that's where i think we all have that problem sometimes we get so stuck in our heads ah he'll forgive me i can go on living my life the way that i want to live it you know heck i've had that time or two where i thought yeah don't worry about it i'll just pray tonight and repent and go about my life but that's not true. No, no, and then right here it says, his seed remains in him means that true believers do not make a practice of sinning because God's new life has been born into them. 
God's new life has been put. Once you, once you come to God, to Lord Jesus, and repent and ask His forgiveness, His seed is planted in you, and you work to make that seed grow constantly. His way of life, His way of living. You know, you don't just stay in the world. Exactly. That's just like whenever I've have mentioned it a time or two, we talk about this little the mustard seed story. And then there was this one movie that I had seen that this little girl, she was in um she she was in children's church and they had given her a mustard seed and they talked about what the mustard seed represented, faith. That it takes a tiny little sprout of faith to turn into something so strong. Mm-hmm. So her mom wasn't going to church at the time, but eventually as the movie had progressed right towards the end the mom started going to church changing her life and then they went to the new house well this little girl her mustard seed had fallen and it the pot was broken she thought it was over with a couple years later they went back and it's growing right outside her window oh wow that's cool yeah and here i want to run references here it says he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is is in darkness until now so you know you, you can't say that you are following god and go out here and somebody treats you wrong and you want to get even with them exactly you that's gotta, a problem <laughs> you got to turn the other cheek and a lot of times that's hard to do that's hard in today's yes. world that is hard to turn the other cheek and just walk away bare and grin it in other words exactly there's so many times that even in relationships, it can happen to where they make you so mad and you just want to look at them and tell them off and tell them how it's going to be. But then you just hold it back and bite your tongue almost because you know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to cause these massive arguments and problems that don't have to happen. Right, right. And and, and a lot of times, uh, even with myself, I get to I get sometimes caught up in the way of the world and I get to doing something, working on something and I'll. I'll, my wrench will slip and bust a knuckle or two, you know, and you just have to grin and bear it because you, you can't let words fly, let tools fly. You lose your patience, you lose your understanding, and you've lost a lot more than just that. Exactly. It's, you know, as much as we know that God will forgive us, if we take it seriously, you almost, you have to be serious about Him enough, you know. You just can't let these things happen because it. It knocks you back in your in your walk with God a little bit. You have to kind of restart almost and start where you left off. Like you, you just can't keep on going even though you make these mistakes because letting it slip one time, it may months may go by and you may be doing it more often than you realize. Mm-hmm. I like what it says here. If God has forgiven us for our sins because of Christ's death, we must, uh, why must we confess our sins? and admit our sins and receive Christ's cleansing, we are agreeing with God that our sins truly is sin and that we are well willing to turn from it, to turn the other cheek. You know, Christ has took our sins and he says, you know, and in today's, and in today's life and in today's time, we have, it's hard to really understand because Satan has so much to play with. He has so he much does. to throw our way and keep our heads turned away from him. But we have to really we have to really understand what his death means and what it meant. You know, he willingly took it because he knew we had to be we had to have a way out of this world. Exactly. And that's where with his love, his love is so strong for us that he did that knowing what's going to happen. You know, we mentioned that so much within the podcast, but I don't think we can truly comprehend just what had happened because the Bible tells us. But we didn't live it. We don't understand because we don't feel it like the way he felt it. But that kind of love that he 
was willing to be nailed to that cross, beaten, abused, cursed, just had nails in his body, that type of love. I don't think we'll ever be able to comprehend until we walk with God one day. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there, Pastor Jay, and and, uh, and uh, thinking about what the what the what the question was. You know, can we our sins? Can we lose our way uh, once it's once your is your name written written in the book of Lamb's book of life? I'll get it out here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> once can your name once it's written in the book of life be taken out? But like we were saying, and and the one thing that came to my mind is just like. Uh, my uh, brother-in-law uh, uh, went to uh, went to uh, Solvin this mm-hmm. past weekend to help out with the, where the tornadoes hit, and you know you ha- you, uh, he said there's so much devastation. And you look, and not only did some people lose their home, mm-hmm. they lost their home and their car. Oh man! And they they were just without anything, you know. And and you you take a look at somebody like that, and and they have to have patience and they have to have understanding. And you you walk up somebody like that and you tell them you know God's going to help you through this and they if they don't see it because of what all they lost you know how how are we going to help them to believe and understand that you know yes you know faith we need we need to constantly be a praying for those people and others in other states that's lost their, their, their everything and sometimes you know uh, I get caught up in in today's times today's happenings. And I'll get my day going, and I'll, I won't start off in prayer. And sometimes he remain, he, he kind of taps me on the head here. Hey, what are you supposed to be doing already? What are you supposed to already done? You know, and I'll have to stop and do it. But we need to understand how much prayer is worth. That's, you know, you reminded me. There's so many times every single day that I, there's days that I can go and count on my hand just the amount of times that I think to stop and thank him and pray and just truly appreciate everything that he does for us because you know those people they're going through so much so much hardship and pain they've lost everything their home some even lost their loved ones in that storm and it is truly sickening and I feel for them because I I don't understand what it's like you know but I pray for them because they didn't deserve that they didn't deserve that kind of pain but it happened but I know that God is going to bless them in such a traumatic way. And he has by giving them people to help them to supplies and stuff to get through it. Mm-hmm. He is going to bless them big time. And that reminds me of a question that was asked. And it was, why does God feel so far away sometimes? And to me, it took, I, I read that and I thought it was just like a gut wrenching. It's like, because I've had that question. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I had realized, it's not him that's distant or far away it's us right. it's the facts of life that cause that void between us and him yeah that's absolutely right and, and uh, you know that's what we've been talking about off of our podcast you know whenever we come together talk about how we can how we can reach the the people of all generations not just young and old not just young but young and old and i know we have, i know we try hard we don't we, this thing this thing we don't take lightly no <laughs> No, we do not. <laughs> you know, we do not take this lightly, and we're trying harder and harder each time we come together to reach anybody and everybody. And I got a little bit of scripture that came to me. I want to share it. It says, "It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through His resurrection, Jesus Christ from the dead." 
to inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. Mm. Like you were saying, you know, it's not him that moves away from us. It's us that moves away from him. Exactly. And that's, I don't think, you know, sometimes when he does feel distant, you're like, well, I didn't change my routine any. But did you? Because stress, distractions, it's whatever you do day to day can take you away from him. Your job can take you away. It's, we have to imagine the times we've spent praying now. Does that change? Are we increasing that amount of prayer time? Are we increasing the amount of time we talk to him? Or are we going about our life and praying to him of a nighttime whenever we do our Bible routine? We have to think he is always within reach for us, waiting for us to talk to him, to reach out and have those moments with him. But we have to do that work. We have to make it happen and show him that we to want to reciprocate the kind of love that we give. Amen. Amen. I want, I want to share with you here this here little bit that just came to me too. It says, do, do you need encouragement? Well, yeah, we all need encouragement all the time. Yes. It says, Peter's word offers, offers joy and hope in times of trouble. And he bases his confidence on what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. We're called into a living hope of eternal life eternal life not just a little bit of life eternal and in his eternal life we you need to understand what his eternal life really means that means you're not going to have no more torment and and aggravation eternal life with our lord jesus it's it's gonna be awesome it is and that's where just like this past easter has been one of the greatest easters we've had in a long time and it's been so magical the times that I've seen so many people at church that I had never seen before. And it was just breathtaking to see that people take this seriously. I've seen something, too, that had also said um, they had talked about how they Easter should not just stop on Sunday, but continue through the, through the rest of your day, through the rest of your life, praising God and celebrating him. Not just stopping because it's Easter, but continue every single day. Make it a celebration of Jesus and what he did for us. Amen. Amen. You know, his love and hope, yeah, like you're saying, it, it's not just here for a minute or two. It's here all the time because he knows if he, if he turns his back, if he closes his eyes for a second, Satan is there. Exactly. And we got to be the ones to stop staying in his tracks. You know, last night I had woken up and this was one of the worst dreams I had ever had in a long time but I had woken up about three in the morning freaking out like just like one of those bad dreams like oh my gosh what's happening but it was just because Satan was just tacking trying to get in my head and all these bad dreams was like monsters everywhere and it was just one of those things I had to finally I prayed to God I was like God get him out of my head because I cannot live like this I can't continue to have good sleep if he's bugging me get him out of here and I felt relief so much relief so quickly because we think that Satan's not going to bug us because we're so cool. We do this podcast. We're these great Christians, but no, he does in fact bug us. He wants us because he wants our faith and where we're at. He wants to take it away from us. And he's tried many a times to yes, beat us yes. up, to get us down, bumping heads. You know, he's tried in many ways. You can just look back and you can see, you can see him trying to, trying his hardest to break us up. And, you know, that's just like, uh, again, that's just like in today's time, you know, today's generation, Satan will get a hold of, of, of you no matter how young or old you are and turn your eyes off of Christ. And that's all it takes is just a split second. 
And that's where that's where they got to, like you said, you know, and I've had these nightmares many times too, whether you're young or old or whether you believe or not, if, if you just, if you just, if you're getting your, down on your knees or if you're struggling through a hard time, all you got to do is say, Jesus, I want you as my Lord and Savior. Get Satan off my back. And it's that quick and easy. Exactly. I mean, I mean, he won't, he, he, he will still come at you. Don't get me wrong. It ain't over. But you, you learn from that point where you can gain hope and help. Exactly, because, you know, with the, with the one the church closed down, I thought, oh, man, this is the end of something that was so amazing. But it was actually the beginning of something even better. Amen. Because God had a plan for us. He, had, he wanted us to do this, to be a part of this. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're celebrating God through this ministry by blessing people, trying to help them through these difficult times because we have lived them ourselves. Amen. It and says we here, will. It says here, our hope is not only for the future eternal life begins when we trust Christ Jesus and join God's family. No matter what pain or trial we face in this life, we know that it is not our final. We got some music going on. I guess that was a good one. <laughs> Are we still going? Okay, I'll try this here again. And no, no matter what pain or or trial we face in in this life. We know that hit is not our final experience. Uh, eventually, we will live with Christ forever. Amen. That is awesome. That I is love awesome. that verse. But it is, it's true. It's, one, it's something that we have to remember because we think of eternal life. To us, it seems like it's forever, but it's actually right here, and we don't even realize it. Oh, it is. It, the time goes so fast, you know. It ain't hard at all for me to look back 20, 30 years ago, and now here, here I'm almost 64 years old, and it's gone so quick. You know, and I look back at my mom and my mom and dad. My dad, my mom's still with us, but it don't seem like it's been that long ago that, that he's he was where he was here. Now he's been gone for several years. I mean, you you don't have time to play fast and loose. You don't, and we think we do. We think that oh, I I can I don't believe I want to believe, and it's. We have to take that decision seriously. It's not something that you can just switch off and off every single day. You really have to think about it because me and Mike were in Walmart just a couple of days ago and we we're discussing this exact kind of conversation. And we we're talking about how with believing, with faith, it's we can't just make it a joke. Either we believe and it not be true or we don't believe and end up in hell because of the decisions we made because we didn't take it seriously. And I told him, I would rather die believing in God than to die not. And he that's, actually be real. That's awesome. That's a good point. That's a real good point right there. It says here, God will help us remain true in our faith through whatever difficult times we must, we must face. The last time is the judgment day of Christ decides in Romans uh, fourteen ten and Revelations 20, 20 uh, 11 through fifteen we we may have to endure trials which we do persecution violent death uh, but our souls cannot be harmed if we have accepted Christ Jesus gift of salvation we know we will receive the promise reward yes the promise reward that is awesome. It is because that's a reward that we should all want. You know, it seems like a joke to some people because they're like, well, I, I just can't believe in something that's a fairy tale. But truth be told, it's not a fairy tale. It's real life. It's life or death. 
heaven or hell. A lot of people, how do you know he exists? Well, do you love anybody? Where, do, where does that love come from? And do you hate anything? Well, where does that hate come from? That hate comes from Satan. So, uh, yeah, how can you not know that he is uh, that he is not, does not exist? You know, I, I just don't get that sometimes. I don't either. I, to me, you I, hold a little one in your hands. Exactly. That to me, that's what I think about. I think about family. I think about where we all started in this life. I think about how you feel about those people. There's people that you love to be around. There's those feelings. You know, every single part of a human body. God created that. You know, it's the the miracle of life. God created that. Yeah. It's just not here because of some myth of science. It's here because someone created it. And that was God. And there's so much that to today that's not been figured out, you know. Exactly. They're still discovering stuff that's uh, in the bottom of the ocean, some several hundred miles down deep. I just seen that there down TV. They, you can't send a human down there, but they send a machine down there, and they found these fish, you know, that weird-looking fish. You know, they've never seen them before. And there's so much that, and the galaxy that's not been discovered. How can you not know that there's not a Christ, there's not a God? The way the earth rotates on its axis is at a perfect angle. That's just not going to come because of science. That doesn't happen like that. If it gets off just a little bit, you know, that messes everything up. Exactly. And the way it rotates, the way the stars are, you know, the way the sun is, it's it's all God. Mm -hmm. It's because he created, you know, just like... You look in the Bible, and I've seen it mentioned many times. They've had scientists had to go to the Bible to make it to the moon. And if that's not God, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let me ask you this question. Do you think pets go to heaven? Yeah. I, in, fact, I, in fact, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's, in, it's in Scripture that they, it does mention pets. Yeah. See, I had seen that question. It was in the top 10 questions that people have asked about faith in God and pets. Do pets go to... And I, I agree too. I think pets do go to heaven because just like them, you know, they're companions for humans. God created them. He gave them the breath of life. And I do, I do believe that not only just pets, but every animal that he created will go in heaven. Let me ask you one uh, that... Uh... Your mammal was talking about just, uh, I think it was last night, when we die, like uh, when your relatives die, do they hang around and look after you? I have thought that many times myself because I've often wondered, you know, do they get to stay and watch us evolve into the humans that we are or do they automatically go to heaven? But then I have seen it in the scripture where it talks about that they go to heaven. They don't wait here. Their souls automatically go there. And so, well, not their souls, but their spirit. But I think their soul stays, but their spirit, I think it goes on. I think God wants that. You know, they don't, he doesn't want them just to sit and wait. He wants to take them. And then whenever it's time for him to come back, that's, that's whenever we all will face judgment day. We all go well, to that new heaven. My thinking on that is that uh, he created uh, angels to look, to mm -hmm. look after us. He sent his Holy Spirit back here to look after us. Why would we really need our family looking after us? And like Brady, Brady went to heaven. Uh, God took Brady to heaven that time. He's seen his family. He's seen his family. A lot of his family had gone on. 
up there in heaven. See, I think we need to bring him for an interview because his story is so fascinating and the way that it happened through his family that he had talked to that he has never met before. And to me, this, for him to see them in heaven and meet them was mad. It was just it's mind-blowing. But I, I do agree with you that I don't think they will need to stay. I think that they should all mockly go, but I do think that they can check in and see how we're doing and stuff. You know, he'll allow them to do that. But I don't think he'll allow them to stay here, per se. Let me ask you this, too, Pastor Jay. This is one that's been uh, a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of uh, this generation may be why they don't, they don't come to church. Do they need to take get everything straightened out? I've heard this said before. Mm-hmm. Do they need to get everything straightened out, their sins, and, and quit smoking, quit drinking before they come to church? Not one bit. I do not believe that because what I, I have seen and I have read, and I truly believe with my whole heart that we don't have to have everything in line to go to church. Church is for the sinners. It's for the ones who are in need of saving. Amen. If we all got everything straightened out, we wouldn't need a church. But the fact is, is Christians who have been Christians for many years don't have everything lined out. Mm-hmm. There are still things that they struggle with. I still have things I struggle with. You do not at all need to have everything lined out to walk in those doors. Amen. Well, I was just reading in uh, in Mark, our, our, our uh, Bible, uh, for the su- Sunday, last Sunday, and, he, and, and Christ sat down with, uh, with lawyers. He sat down with sinners, and, uh, and some people asked his disciples, uh, why is your, why is your uh, Christ sitting down with, uh, with sin- and sinners and, and, and lawyers and stuff? And uh, Christ read their thoughts, you know, and mm-hmm. he said, if you are well, do you need a doctor? Exactly. And he said, uh, no, I sit down with these folks because they need my help. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent You know, a lot of people use that use it for an excuse not to come. Exactly. I had this one pastor one time. He did a sermon on church and stuff. And actually, in fact, there was one done this last Sunday for Easter, and he had talked about that so many people use excuses for the reason not to go to church because they want to come up with this logic. Ah, I I just can't. I don't got time. I gotta work. I gotta. All these things going on, I just, I don't got time for church. No, we make time for church. That's right. But everything else can happen later. Church comes first. That's our salvation. That's, you know, I used to believe that I can go to church. I, I got to work. No, church first. Everything else happens later. God will work it out. Pray to him. Mm-hmm. If you can't make it to church in person, find it. Podcasts are a great way to still stay in touch. Find some outlet that you can use while you're working or whatever you're doing. Make time to go. Make time to walk in that that house and just praise God. Amen. Well, there's a song uh, I don't I don't recall who sings it, but uh, it kind of goes like that. You know, the, they got up and they, they had a kid that's uh, had a runny nose and stuff, and the song says it took the whole family to blow that poor kid's nose. I can't remember the name of the song now, but it's a good one. I wish I could, but. Yeah, people can come up with every excuse, every excuse in the world not to not to go to church. But you know, church needs them as much as they need the church. Exactly, and that's I truly believe that with my whole heart. And one question that I have found, I think it's a big one. What is your take on tattoos and piercings? Oh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I don't I don't myself I don't uh, want them mm-hmm. because uh, and I feel that. Uh, Christ, I don't. I've never really looked it up and dug it very deep. 
but I think because he was pierced so many times that uh, he, he doesn't really approve of it. I don't know. I don't have nothing right now scriptural to back me up. And uh, people was offered asking, why don't you get a tattoo? Won't you, you, won't you wear a, a pierced earring, you know, and, uh, and all that? But I, I just feel that it's something he don't uh, approve of. I don't know that he's going to, I don't know, he yeah. says it in here not, not to do it. But I just feel my Lord has been pierced so many times. Exactly. And I, I read Levit- Levit- Leviticus, if I can get that out. 1928, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself. I am the Lord. And I, I look at that because I thought, well, what does he say? Because I used to have my ears pierced and I know so many people with tattoos. And I, I think if you had them before you became a Christian, he'll forgive it. He'll move on from it. But if you're doing it while a Christian, I don't think he condones it because tattoo piercings, you know, this is our temple. This is us. We represent God. We're Christians. People look at us. And although no one should judge the marks you put on your body, they may mean something, but God doesn't want that. Not on your temple, not on your form. Even though this this form will go to the ground, you represent something bigger than yourself. Piercings, I don't think piercings are such a big deal. But like you said, he was pierced many times in that pain. Why would he want us to go through that? Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's my my take on it. You know, like I said, you know, like I'm I'm like you on that. I really, if somebody is pierced and tattooed and all that, that's between them and God. Mm-hmm. It's none of my business. But if they ask me, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. Nope. I used to want a tattoo until I had thought, and someone had mentioned to me, you know, if people look at me, yes, people judge when they're not supposed to. That happened, and it's going to happen for the end of time. Although we don't like it. But what am I representing? Who am I to God? And if I have to explain, I'm going to have to one day explain to him, why do I have all these marks on my body? Because although he knows this is his temple, he uses me for his work. And I don't want to have to explain to him why I'm all marked up. If I was marked up before becoming a Christian, different story because those sins will be forgiven because I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. But now, no, I don't condone it. No, I agree with you. And in this podcast, I tell you what, we try to keep it as, as even straight across the lines we can. And and uh, not only uh, we're talking about uh, trying to reach the, this generation and all that. Even I'm I'm thankful that your mom is doing what she is doing on her podcast and stuff like that. I mean, we are we open the doors up to anybody and everybody whoever wants to come and talk to us, call us or whatever. You know, I'm, I know you're the way I am. You're mm-hmm. free to talk to anybody and. Uh, we're trying to find new avenues, ways to reach anybody and everybody we can. So uh, I, re- I really appreciate what we do here and what your mom does. I think it's amazing. I think that addiction is such a big topic in, the, in this world. that it's, It hurts everyone. Everyone's affected by it in some way. Having an outlet, someone who else is a Christian, who has been through addiction, who is going through addiction every single day, the struggle, it's there. You know, it doesn't matter what your addiction is, what your craving is whatever it is your fix is between you and god but there is an outlet that is there to help you through it just like with us we talk about whatever god gives us you know right now we're touching on mark and mark is such a big book that i think i learn something new every single time i read Mm -hmm. it and so i am i'm i'm so thankful that god has given us this outlet to be able to talk to people to express what we go through as christians because we all need something 
Well, yeah, and, and and even with uh, you, and, you and your mamma doing that on the cooking on, uh, I mean, it's a relief. Yes, it's it a, it's an outlet, and it's just you guys have a good time doing that, and that's what this is all about. It ain't about coming down on anybody. It's about having an outlet, having a way, uh, a way out of the hard times that this world throws at you, and that's what we try to do is open the doors up and hey, there's there is an avenue. There's a way out. There's relief, but you gotta reach out. Exactly. And that's like with us. The Wednesday nights are about discussions, anything and everything. You know, there's no specific topic that we come up with on this that we that God gives us and throws out to us. We need that outlet just like everybody else does. We're not perfect people and I def- I know we don't claim to be because there are many things we talk about. Well, and if we don't know it, we'll we'll try our best to look up and find an answer for it, you know. <laughs> exactly. We're learning just like everyone else. And so I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for allowing us to be able to do this, to continue this, because this is an amazing journey to be able to share with every one of you and how God works in our lives and changes us every single day. So we hope you guys enjoy it and stay tuned for what's to come Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday, 